Morning, Buzz. Yeah, good morning, guys. So before we get to the coaching staff and the West Tigers' performance, I want to talk about what I thought was just disgraceful sportsmanship there at full time. Jackson Hastings had just done an interview with Fox Sports. Mm. He did the right thing. Look, he clipped Tommy Talao high early in the game and Talao went off, but he went over there, as footballers do after a game, to shake hands to apologise for the incident and then to be met with that reaction from the West Tigers players was a, mm. was wrong. David Clemmer, even involving himself in it, former Knights player. You know what? I looked at his stats. He only ran 81 metres. He almost went further to find Jackson Hastings. Mm. He was completely outplayed by the Knights pack. A terrible, terrible look, I thought, um, you know, to, to, to behave like that after a football mm. game. Having know, to be separated by yeah. a bloody security guard. Do we know whether anything else uh, occurred during the game, Buzz, that led to that? No, I don't, just, Laurie, but I, but I don't care what else happened after a game. What you do, as you know, and you've seen so many times in your career, you shake hands at the end of a football game. And there are some incidents that happen on a rugby league field that stay on a rugby league field. I just thought this was a real... A security guard had to separate mm. Yeah, no, that's not now, a good look. Now, will anything come of this, though, mate? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. There was no punches thrown. There was just a lot of sledging and a little bit of pushing. But, look, the story out of yesterday was the coaching debacle at the West Tigers. And you defended Tim Sheen's Laurie last year when I raised the fact he was 72 years of age. He'd been out of the game in England for 10 years and lost two jobs while he was coaching over there. Yep. And... And I'll continue uh, to defend it. Yeah, well, I, I hope you do. You know, you, you played football and you won premierships under him. And I expect you to defend him. But you saw the way they played yesterday was just terrible. The Benji, Robbie, Tim Sheen's coaching tri- uh, trifecta is not working. They were dreadful yesterday. Tim Sheen's had an opportunity at the end of last season to offload Luke Brooks. Mm. He is soaking up a million dollars of their salary cap. You saw the way he played yesterday. Mm. You saw the way he played. Now, why was that decision made to keep him? Well, obviously, they thought they could get the best out in him. Uh, I was well, they can't. Well, I was disappointed in their performance yesterday, as I was in round one, and they need to improve and improve quickly because what I saw from them yesterday, I saw a team that were just making mistakes after mistakes. They were rushing their plays. They had... Uh, no one in their team to be able to calm everyone down, give them good guidance and just sort of take the lead of this is what we're going to do. Mm. They just were a team that looked frustrated. They were a team that played, tried to play way above their ability at this stage. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, well, I've got every, every tra- yeah, but I've got every faith and confidence that they can get it right over well, the long term, but in the short term, I just think that they lack that leadership yesterday out there on the field just to have that conversation about, boys, bring it in. Well, hey, we're trying to rush our place here. Things aren't going yeah. well. We need to build our way back into this game. We're not going to win this contest by just using the ball at every opportunity and forcing our place. Let's calm down, make better choices. Seven and six, you take more control of the game. Yeah. And, and if you do that, we might give ourselves a chance. But Buzz, how many coaches do we have to go through, though? That, that's my only concern. Like, I, oh, 
Look, yeah, our first two rounds have been horrible. Don't get me wrong. And against two teams that I think all of the fans, Tigers fans, we we certainly expect one out of two victories, not zero from two, the start of this season who we've played against. But yep, how many exactly. coaches do we go? Uh, tell me who the right coach is. Like how many coaches have to be sacked for us to go, actually, it mightn't be the coaches. It might be the players. Well, look, Clarky, and, and I don't want to bag Tim Sheen's heavy, but I did say last year that I did have a concern that he'd been out of the game for so long. And the premiership was 2005. What's that, 18 years ago? Yeah. Is it that long ago? So, and Benji and Robbie are untried NRL coaches. And I know they're supposed to be an apprenticeship here and I know they're planning and, you know, you know they're not going to be anywhere near a premiership for two or three years if they continue to recruit well. But you've got to weigh up everything that happened yesterday. Callum Ponga went off very, very early in the game. Newcastle's best player by 10 lengths. Then they lost their hooker, Braley. And the cruel thing is that we're getting stuck into the West Tigers here and we're not giving Newcastle any credit for a wonderful, wonderful performance. And I know Barry, he's been around 40 years in Newcastle covering that football side. He said on Twitter last night it was as brave and as courageous as any performance he's ever seen from a Newcastle Knights um, football side. And the Ponga story is so unfortunate. It really is. He had three knockouts last year in six weeks. Now he's had a, he had the scare the week before when he was controversially replaced against the Warriors. Now he's off again this and you've got to start worrying about his future. Oh, we, well, we do, Buzz. Oh, obviously, he won't play uh, next weekend, I would assume. No. They'll, they'll, they'll stand him down. But you talk about his long-term future. And I know he played fullback last year, and that's where he's played, and he still suffered concussions. But do you think the fact that he was knocked out, it may force Newcastle to reconsider playing him in the front line? Oh, it's obvious. I think they're going to have to look at all options, but where do you play him? As you said, he got knocked out mm. three times in six weeks at fullback. And look, when you play NRL football, as you well know, you're always going to be putting yourself in a position where you are going to suffer head injuries. It's a tough, tough game. And I've said to you many times before, the athletes are getting bigger, stronger, faster, and the impact of these collisions are far more severe than they were 30 years ago, and this is an ongoing problem. But poor old Kalen, um, he's you know, he gave up the World Cup to get himself right over the off season, and you can't take anything away from his commitment. He's been training the joint down in Newcastle, and it's just a horrible sign for the game to see a, a, a superstar mm. like him continually have these problems. Well, Friday night. Roosters and the Bunnies, and you wrote in the Telegraph buzz that uh, Nathan Brown's headed to Bondi Junction from Parramatta. Yeah, it set Gordon Tallis off. Did you guys see his comments over the weekend, having another whack at the Roosters over the salary cap? Yeah. Look, they're already a third of the way through the pay cycle. The pay cycle starts in October each year, so they're paying two-thirds of his Parramatta contract, but the Eels are paying half of that. So it's not an expensive signing for one year. I think the Roosters have shown they desperately need some 
some, you know, some extra warmth in the middle. Matt Lodge is out for another five, six weeks. Jared Wirahagris hasn't played any football at all. Victor Radley's been missed last week's game. Brandon Smith, who you can regard as a hooker or middle forward, um, he's not playing anywhere near the way we know he can play. So, look, I think it's a pretty good signing. I, I really do. And um, he's a cheapie and... Uh, I'm not sure if he'll play against South this weekend. He's got to get in there and learn the calls and the structure of the football side. But the Roosters aren't playing great, are they? And look, I wrote about the James Tedesco, Joseph Suwalihi situation today. They both off contract at the end of next year. They both bumped the fullback jersey, and it was, you know, there was there was a big incident in that game yesterday. Did you guys see it uh, on uh, Saturday when Suwali made the break down the left side off? Um, Luke Keary, he had Tedesco unmarked inside him and didn't pass to him. And that just gets tongues wagging, um, you know, plays like that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Buzz, yes, Clarky. You think Suwali didn't pass to Tedesco or Tedesco no, no, didn't no, pass no, to him? Clarky. Hang no, on a second, no. because what? Because they both want the fullback position, so they're, no, not, Clarky, they're not happy Clarky, with each other. You're not reading. Have you read McCollum? No, I haven't. I haven't oh, read McCollum. Sure? You know, did you watch the game? I watched parts of it. Yeah, I'm just asking. Oh, 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 you watched parts of it. Yes. So please, right. let, what, are, what are you saying here? Well, you're challenging me, so I'll challenge you whether you've actually read the column. No, I, I haven't. The, no, no, I well, haven't. Maybe you should before you try and Hang on a second. Do, it, because I clearly don't... said in the column, Clarky, that say? Joseph Suwali is not a selfish player. Okay. I also said in the column that a greatest player as he is, he's going to make a thousand mistakes over the next 10 years. Okay. So you're actually answering my question. Yeah, I just said there was a perception this happened that it could have been regarded as selfish. And it was coincidental with the debate over the two players both wanting the jersey. Joseph made a mistake on the football field. Uh, Then you, you answered my question because I don't think these two players have a selfish bone in their body. Well, I don't think they would do that at all. I don't think that would ever be the case. They've got lots of well, ambition, though, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. No, I, 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 I think you're spot on that. Both love to play. Well, Tedesco is, you know, number one for New South Wales and Australia. And, and, and this young kid, of course, would love to play fullback at some stage. But I don't think either of those players have a selfish bone in their body, would do that on a full Well, field. I'd rather put it down to inexperience, but it was just the fact that this debate had been going on. And, look, Joseph does want to play fullback. He's desperate to play fullback. We saw how good he was for Samoa in the World Cup at fullback. And well, what are they going to I'm do not... then, Buzz? Look, because Sawali, if he wants to play fullback, he's not going to play fullback while ever Tedesco's there. How old is Tedesco now? 30? 29? I think he's he's 32 when he's off contract. Suwali is 21. Yeah. So he's still got a few more years in him, Tedesco. When he's off contract. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What I I wrote this morning and mentioned on 360 last week, that this might be the Roosters' Adam Reynolds moment, Mm. where Reynolds was basically, because of his age and the fact there was salary cap pressure and there were kids coming through, they very, very reluctantly wouldn't give him an extension um, to what he was looking for, two or three years. And I'm not saying this is going to happen with Tedesco, but I think... Brave call if that happened. 
Exactly, because look, I don't know if he's the best player in the game with Cleary and Munster and those sort of, but he's in, certainly in the top three. Now, the big story in the News Corp papers about expansion over the weekend and how uh, Peter Volandis uh, says the ambition over potentially the next decade is for the, to be a 20-team NRL competition. Uh, and I see in uh, today's Telegraph, you're in the, uh, I guess, on the pro side of the argument and the great Dean Bulldog Richie on the, well, the negative side of the argument buzz. But uh, So you're very much in agreement that we should have a 20-team competition. Well, yeah, I am, and it's unlike us, me and Bulldog, to be disagreeing. Um, look, I'll say this, that I can see the benefits, and I'm not just judging it on the Dolphins' two victories. I can see the financial benefits, and a couple of Sundays ago, I wrote that the AFL's revenue was $250 million a year superior to the NRL's, and that's because... They've got a much better TV deal. The reason they have a much better TV deal is they have more content. They have an extra game each week. They get more sponsorship from having a true national competition. Two teams in Perth, Adelaide, Sydney and South East Queensland. And for the NRL to increase revenue long term, we're not going to get rid of any Sydney clubs. We're not going to spread the game that way. I think we've got to look at more areas. And the Perth Bears... A Pacific team out of Cairns, Ipswich is still a great area in southeast Queensland. I, I, I think we've got to at least consider it, investigate it, do our feasibility studies, and don't write it off straight away. Have to leave it there, mate. Thanks as always. Good on you guys. Cheers now. Bye.